Welcome to Sweat Equity. I am your host, Elena Gervais, and today I am so happy to be sitting down with Angelina Cassiello. She is one of our amazing loan officers. So welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. You're too kind. (laughs) I'm so happy to have you here for many reasons. Uh, One of them is to have another amazing woman on our team. Uh, or I search, do I say female on our team? I don't really know. You call me whatever you want to call me. I'll go with it. <laughs> because I felt like for a really long time, mortgage was really male-driven. I really only know one other female personally, and that is my aunt. She's been in this business for 35 years. So to now have you in it and have you so close by, I love it. Yay. Yeah, it, there is a lot of men that mm-hmm. are in the mortgage industry for sure. But you're coming in and you're dominating it and you're doing an amazing job. That's the goal. Yes. So Angelina, this podcast, I get to take real estate. We can dive into that. But my probably first true love is fitness. And I know you're into it too. What makes you sweat? Oh. (laughs) Besides your husband. (laughs) And that question. Oh, boy. I mean, yeah, no, I I do love to work out through the years. I feel like I've done all different kinds of fitness. I was actually a very competitive horseback rider. I was a jumper rider. Mm -hmm. But now I just kind of stick to the basics at Lifetime. And there's a really nice Lifetime that I like in San Clemente with an ocean view. Yeah. Okay. So just for like a quick, for the listeners... Paint us a picture of what your lifetime fitness looks like in San Clemente. What is it? Well, if you go to the outside area, you can work out on this artificial grass area that overlooks the ocean. Oh, my gosh. Could you imagine? I mean, obviously you can, but you guys, you two right there, could you imagine? Like, lifting weights, throwing a ball, doing a sledgehammer, box jumps, and you're just like, oh, there's the ocean right there. Sick. What do... Backhand strings done. We are, yeah. It's happy hour, really. Yeah. It actually motivates me to want to work out because it's like, okay, I'll go do that. Hey, Lifetime, if you're listening, if you could just give everyone that view, even if it's artificial, (laughs) I would be so pleased. We are Lifetime Fitness members. We've been there. That was like one of my first jobs. Really? That's where I met Beef. I didn't know that. Yeah. I swiped him in and I said to the girl working with me, and I was like, he is so cute. I'm going to date him one day one day and she goes ew he has pierced ears and he really oh he was he will he will dive into that too like he's always like oh he's such a tool but the Scottsdale lifestyle is so nice too I remember during COVID I was out there doing water aerobics like no other I believe it yeah but I mean those are you have a diamond club and that is honestly the it's the best so okay you like to lift weights cardio Lifetime. I don't really like cardio, honestly. Okay. I prefer just to lift weights. It's what for women, what should we be doing? Should be getting stronger. Getting stronger because the older that we get, our bones start to break down. So the stronger that you can get, the younger that you are, and just continue that on. We're going to lift 100. Is that what we're going to Live till 100? Live till 100? Yeah, well, um, you know. <laughs> Maybe. If we make really good <laughs> life choices and drink <laughs> lots of water, sure. Okay, I want to go back, though, because you have mentioned this to me before, horseback riding. Yeah. Tell me about it, because that was a huge part of your life. It was. My mom, you know, was a single mom growing up, and so she always wanted us to try everything. And so she's like, try this sport, try this sport, try this sport. I don't think she ever thought I would pick probably 
the most expensive sport that she couldn't really afford. Right, right, right. So I was that kid that was like, I'll do anything for a lesson. I will, like, shovel the crap out of the <laughs> stalls. I will lead the trail rides. I will groom the ponies. Mm-hmm. So I, I grew up as a working student. Okay. And then I think what changed was as I got older, I realized, oh, man, you really can't get the best horses. You really can't do anything until you can afford it. Mm-hmm. So it really kind of sparked the fire in me of, like, what am I going to do as a career that I can be able to – ride horses. So horses were kind of the thing that propelled you into your professional career? In a way, I think it did kind of motivate me. And then I got older and was like, riding horses is dangerous and hurts. So I quit. Well, but that's a totally different other story. Oh, oh yeah, you poor <laughs> thing. You did get pretty injured on horse, right? I did. Yeah. But you're, you're up, you're moving. And have you jumped on a horse since? I have, but not to the same level. I think, you know, it's kind of like once fear comes in, start to change your views on things Mm -hmm. and I think that relates to everything in life when you're scared you just you don't do it okay well but sometimes you do have to get back on the horse right yeah yeah every (laughs) once in a while so okay professional career how did you get started in mortgage so I think it starts way back from when I was a kid and my friend's dad this was before we had iPhones would have (laughs) bathroom books <laughs> and they were all about real estate Wait, were they the MRI books <laughs> they were just like different I wish I could think of what it was the first one I read but it was just like real estate books that how to like make money in real estate okay. and how to and he was always like really hardworking guy and he would buy a house he'd fix it up his family would live in it then they would sell it and they'd get a different house and I was always like what are you what are you doing and was I he would, the original flipper I mean, he was not the original, but he was one of them. Okay. I mean, we're talking years ago. Okay, so. okay. Tart could never. So I guess it kind of started with <laughs> horses and bathroom books, as weird as that sounds. Okay, okay. So, yeah. so you start, <laughs> I started reading these books about real estate and was like, I want to do something with real estate. Uh-huh. And I actually started my career more on the real estate investment okay. side of things. Okay, so first investment home. Do you remember when you purchased it? Yeah, actually, the first home I purchased was in college, and I don't want to tell you the year, but I'll tell you that it was how much? It was eighty nine thousand dollars. My mortgage payment was six hundred bucks, and it was really easy to get approved for a mortgage back then. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We won't talk about those times because yeah. they aren't around anymore. I wouldn't give myself a mortgage now no. if I was looking at that. 19-year-old me. And that is why the market is so different nowadays. It is. It's very different. That 19-year-old does not get a mortgage. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. So that was your first home. And then how quickly did you turn around and sell it? That was, you know, my biggest regrets is not holding that house. Every property I've ever owned, I look at the address and I'm like, oh gosh, it would have been worth so much more now. We all have that house that we wish we hadn't sold. Yes. Can't time a perfect market. Yeah. Okay. So started as real estate investment. And then how did you start to transition into the next step and next phase? So real estate investment, then I tried a couple different things like property management, real estate agents. Okay. And then you were an agent? For a very short period of time. Okay. So that probably helps you though. You understand the frustrations and the pain points that your agents experience. For sure. So I, I am very well versed with the contracts. Mm-hmm. I can relate to, we all have crazy clients once in a while. Right. They're therapists, as are yes. MLOs. Yep. For sure. Um, but the mortgage thing started for me about six years ago. So I took a job for a company that actually insures the banks. Okay. 
And so it was more of like a consulting account management role. And I got to meet all the lenders and go to a lot of great conferences. And the common thing that I would always ask people is, you know, how was your home buying experience? Because to me, like, client experience is super important. Right. And I'd always be so sad when they'd be like, oh, it's terrible. And I'm like, well, what was wrong? And they're like, oh, the loan officer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, what did they do wrong? <laughs> like, you know, I want to know what they did wrong. Mm-hmm. And being in that role, I knew a lot of these loan officers. Okay. And I knew their volume. And I'm like, oh, gosh. And, so you know, if they can do it, like. You could do it. I think I can do this. You could probably do it better. I'm going to do it better for sure is how I felt. <laughs> yeah. I think it's, you probably have a little bit more of that empathy. Yeah. Going into it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I definitely care a lot about my clients and I want to, I want to know all about them and mm-hmm. their family. And I want to know like their one year goal, their three year goal, their five year goal with real estate, because I really feel like if you have a plan going into it, uh-huh. you can leverage properly yeah. and get that five-year goal. Okay. Okay. And so once you have that, then it's easier to, then you kind of have them as a client for life because they're like, oh, Angelina's is tied in to this with me. Yeah. She's not going anywhere. She's going to be my buddy through the next five years, which we know turns into 10 years. Yeah. Hopefully. 15, 20, and then all their friends. And then hopefully that that value also translates into whoever my realtor partner is, that mm-hmm. they're going to have a client for life. It's not just like, let's love you and leave you. Like, let's, right. let's nurture you to be able to grow and move up in the world. Yep. And some of your agent partners are some of your closest friends. Is that correct? For sure. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. It's, <laughs> or in deep. Yeah, yeah. I Well, that's probably the kind of person that you want to have as a business partner with you. Somebody that you actually like and you have a true connection with. Yeah, it's not just a transaction for me. It's definitely a deeper relationship, and I want to know how I can support that partner in my life. Mm-hmm. So with those making new friends, so, okay, Angelina this has homes. There. You've got homes all over the place at this point. You were in Arizona at one point. Yep. And then you also were in Las Vegas. Yep. And now you're in California. I've lived in Florida, too. She lived in Florida. Okay. Do you have a house in Florida as well? Not anymore, okay. unfortunately. <laughs> so with all those... You are trying to make friends all over the places. Yeah. I mean, people don't know it, but they're going to be my friend eventually. (laughs) (laughs) She will find you and you will like her. So how are you making, when you go from like each state and you're moving all over the place, how are you making friends and how are you making and making new connections, making new partners, making those networking real connections? I think it's just really being open in everything you do. It's Mm -hmm. like whoever you talk to. And the beauty about like real estate and mortgage is I feel like everybody can be a home buyer. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's some limitations, but for the most part, like it's not even a sale. It's just a relationship. And Mm -hmm. it's like, introduce me to somebody else, introduce me to somebody else. And it's just, I don't know, I've always been like that, a little social butterfly that I have friends that would be like, we're going to go this far, but like, don't. Something there. <laughs> is that a ghost? Is that coming down on us? <laughs> At first, I'm like, oh, it's coming down. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, technical difficulties over here. <laughs> but it's just, I don't know. I just feel like it's it's easy to start a conversation by just being interested and being curious. Mm-hmm. And I'm always curious. And then you're leveraging those friendships to introduce you to more people? For sure. Okay. Yeah. All right. And then what else are you, do you do that through events or is it social media or I've, I've just started to do more with social media I went to an event a couple weeks ago okay. and it was all about content and all about eyeballs and just how important it is to leverage social media mm-hmm. and it's a little bit foreign to me 
because it's not something I necessarily grew up with. Thank goodness. Because <laughs> that could have got me in a lot of trouble. Meanwhile, that was like my generation. However, my yeah. college friends and I, we always talk about this. We're like, if TikTok was around when we were in college, people would know us. Yeah. Because we would have been the most obnoxious and the most wild dancer. <laughs> They to love. <laughs> I'm thankful for that, that there isn't any of that of me running around from when I was younger. Let's just put it that way. There was less distractions. But it is like, you know, people are front and center with social media, mm -hmm. and I hope to leverage it to give good information. Yes, because there's a lot of bad information that's out there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And people are thinking, oh, if I just put this out there and say it, then somebody's going to believe it. But it's not always truthful. True. And I think it always depends, too. Like, you got to figure out who you're listening to, because I feel like a lot of times, and this has happened to me, like, certain friends or family members can just be, like, dream crushers. Like, because it's not their right time to buy a house. Like, it doesn't mean it's not your right time to buy a house. Okay. Yep. So, yeah. Waiting through everything and finding the right things is important. Okay. So, if what, were some, what was one key takeaway that you got from this uh, event that you went to? So one key takeaway for me was if you're not telling people what you do and you're good at it, you're selfish. And I was like, oh, I don't want to be selfish, but I also don't want to be like braggadocious, like, hey, look at me doing this. Mm -hmm. But I, at the same time, want to help people. So if I'm not telling people what I do and they don't know what I'm doing, then maybe I am being selfish. Okay. And then you're also probably the best person that they could be working with because they are in your hands and you already care about them. Yeah. Okay. And it kind of to follow up to that was like if you if you don't tell people like during the time that they're like this has been a great experience that not everybody gets that experience they just think like the bar is here and this is how it always is. Mm -hmm. But from my experience in other jobs of talking to people and asking feedback of how their experience was, mm -hmm. it's not all good. Okay. So. Oh, so interesting. I. I'm going to be carrying that with me. So if you're good at what you do and you aren't loud about it, you're being a little selfish. Yeah, because you're not helping people and they're going to end up with somebody not as good as you. Okay. So really quick, can I let you brag for a second? When you started in lending, do you remember what your first year numbers were? Ross just said it was $16 million. In her first year. Okay. And what's your goal for this next year? So... I've been told you should try to do like 20% more because it's more attainable and like you're not going to set your bar too high, but I'm on track to double it. So it's amazing. Yeah. So I, I hope to double it, okay. you know, but at the same time, I want to make sure that I'm building in a way that the quality is the same. The integrity is the same. Mm -hmm. Does that mean adding more people to your team? Yeah, I'm pretty lucky. I have a really great team and a lot of support. And mm -hmm. that makes a big difference, I think, to be able to grow. It's not just like, look at me, I'm so great. It's like, look at all the people that help me on a daily basis and like showing them gratitude. Okay. Yeah. Very, very, very key. Showing gratitude to your team and making them always feel welcomed and encouraged throughout the process with you. It's so important. Empowered. So what is something that you could say to a female who might be listening that says, do I want to get into mortgage? What would you say to them? Well, I probably would have a couple questions for them, you know, like, why do you want to get into mortgage, number one? Okay. Because I think you have to have, like, pure intentions of why you want to do it. Mm -hmm. Like, does it excite you, mm -hmm. you know? But I think um, don't be scared. You know, if you like people and you love 
real estate and you love houses and those two things you're passionate about, mm-hmm. then go for it. Okay. For sure. So why and don't be scared. Yeah. Okay. I love it. So you are currently in Southern California. Do you think that you're going to go somewhere else next? So part-time California, part-time Vegas. Okay. Yeah. And a lot of your partners are, are they split pretty much 50-50 between the two states? There's a mix. I've definitely had more roots in Las Vegas because I was there for a longer period of time. So I know a lot more people. Mm-hmm. I would say there's definitely more of a small town feel to Vegas that somebody is connected you know, not the six people that they say. I think it's like three in Vegas. Okay. Wow. So, so I oh, feel so like it's like it's, Phoenix. I feel like it's a lot closer than Southern California. Interesting. So yeah, I'll be spending more time in Vegas for sure. Okay. Well, you guys can find her out there. So Angelina, where can people find you on social media? What are your tags? It's a good question. <laughs> Do you know them? <laughs> oh gosh. Okay. Well, they'll be right here. No, I think it's just my name, Angelina Castiello. Okay. On Instagram. Are you on TikTok? So I just started TikTok. Yes. I mean, I hear the average user eyeballs is like two hours. So it's insane. So I just started it. I probably have like 12 people following me. So, you know. Shout out to her 12 followers. (laughs) Are they even followers? (laughs) What do you even call them? Are they friends? I think they're followers on TikTok. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Well, I mean, isn't that what they're calling this new generation? The the talk? You know, I heard that. Gen talk? Yeah, maybe. Who knows? Did maybe did I just create something? Oh gosh, you're giving me a look. <laughs> okay, so my last question when we're talking about we're gonna loop back to fitness really fast. What do you listen to and throw into your headphones while you're at the gym? So I, I'm pretty vanilla. I feel like it's just like top forty. Or like if I'm not feeling super vanilla, I love Spanish music. Really? Yes. Like Besame, that like that song. Yeah, like Nicky Jam, like. And it's funny because when I met my husband, he's half Colombian. And I was like, oh, great, you speak Spanish. Does not speak Spanish. <laughs> I was like, really? Yeah. Not at all. <laughs> Hola. Like, I can speak more Spanish than him. I was like, <laughs> I was like, this can't be possible. Oh, man, the Colombian who just, you know, too Americanized at this point. Well, I said his, his mom's defense was she was learning English when she came to this country. So, she, yeah, so... That's what it is. All right. Well, Angelina, thank you so much for giving me your time. I am always so happy to get to talk to you because, like I said, you always answer the phone when I call with, like, the most obscure questions, and I appreciate that so much because not everybody is willing to share that knowledge with each other. So thank you. We appreciate you, and we love having you around. Oh, you're the best. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Can we do it?